Hello and welcome to the Grappling with Fatherhood podcast, a place where we talk about the lessons learned in parenting and jujitsu and where they sometimes overlap. My name is Blake Cosmeyer. I'm a brown belt in jujitsu and the father of two small kids. My co-host, as always, is Ude Mahotra. What's up, everybody? Ude Mahotra here, uh, black belt in jujitsu and father of two little ones as well. Man, we have that intro so down. We got to start shaking yeah, it up, dude. dude. <laughs> Gotta start thinking of like we, creative ways. Maybe just new intro music. Do you remember the first episode? I mean, this is only episode nine, but the first episode, I feel like I was so awkward. I was like, yeah. "Hi guys!" Like, like I came in, like I think I talked over you. It was, just, <laughs> it was ugly. We and we did like we did a few takes yeah. too. We did <laughs> takes on it. So yeah, yeah. We, let's shake it up for the next one. You think maybe? Yeah. Yeah, man. Let's do. I'll try and come up with something clever. Next episode's <laughs> our tenth episode, so we got to do something something big. Yes. Um, yes. dude, how's uh, how you doing? Man, I'm doing well, you know. Um, my wife, so Van is out of town this week. Um, she's taking a much needed and much well deserved um, girls trip vacation. She's in Mexico City, and um, she was really concerned for me. And I was a little worried. She's like, "Are you going to be able to handle the swim classes and gymnastics? And you're never going to train this week and everything." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "I got it, baby. Don't worry." And dude, I got to tell you, man the girls really stepped it up this week and I'm so proud of them for it. Like, you know, I had a private yesterday morning from six 30 to seven 30. And in my head, I was like, okay, private, you got to leave right at seven 30. I'm going to wake up the girls. I'm going to get the breakfast and make their snacks. Dude. By the time I walked into the house, they had their snacks made. They were eating breakfast, hair combed, changed, ready to go. The only thing they had to do was put on their socks. And I was like, I got time, dude. I could kick back. Like so proud of them. So, you know, we've had a lot of extra daddy-daughter time. Um, it, was, it was really cool. And, you know, it's kind of apropos because today's episode is about expectations versus reality. And yeah, man. my expectations of this week were going to be, it's going to be a nightmare, but reality is settled in and they've been rock stars. So hopefully, knock on wood, so far so good. How about you, man? What's cooking on your end? Uh, just real quick, I wanted to say, like, you know, I'm I'm a pretty judgment-free parent. All kids are yeah. kids. They're, try not to be like good kids bad kids whatever but Molena, your older daughter just yeah. took our hearts on oh, saturday when did. we came over for a barbecue <laughs> dude she's just so sweet oh. and caring and considerate of other kids and owen was a little bit of a cannonball and um <laughs> you guys had a, a so first of all uh, uday hosted a barbecue on Saturday and very, very graciously celebrated my birthday along with a few other of our yeah, friends. Man. And it was, it was so awesome just to hang out and yes, sit around and tell stories. And, um, yes. and, uh, Owen, um, but the, Owen was a little bit of a cannonball and he's, you know, he's just getting used to hanging out with other kids because of preschool and stuff. And, um, yeah. there was an intricately put together, like proper Lego piece and <laughs> yeah. Owen yes. very intentionally smashed it without like, you know, he didn't really think oh, about it and no. then he felt bad yeah. and he's trying to put it back together. And Milena was just so cool about it. Like, she's like, oh, it's okay. I'll just put it back together when I'm bored later. Like, don't worry about it. And like Becca's in there, like she trying did. to put it back together. And Becca comes out and she just has that look on her face. Like, dude, our kid you know, fucked up, man. And I was like, oh, oh no. God, what did he do? You know, and I'm like, man, we, we want to be invited back. Owen, like, you don't understand. These are like real friends. Like, <laughs> can't go messing stuff up in other people's houses. Oh, and so but what's, what's interesting is it's kind of turned into yeah. a nice little like learning moment. Like, 
totally milo had these blocks built up yesterday and owen walked over and he's like you know can i can you know like can i knock these over and i was like well what did we learn about knocking stuff over dude like it's okay to do it so yeah. long as you just check with everybody and i'm not saying he's gonna get it but um it's definitely <laughs> turned into an opportunity for us to try and uh teach around that behavior so anyways totally, i was man. just Dude. not only not only because my kid was a little aggressive but just in general yeah. Elena was just so sweet dude oh, I, I didn't man. hang out with Shia very much so I didn't get to see her yeah but um just charmed that makes charmed me really happy thank children, you for bro. saying that man yeah thank you so much man I really appreciate that and I'll tell you this dude I think and I only am remembering this now because you mentioned it I think I only heard about this once so I think she was like I don't think she was offended or pissed off about it at all I think she was like oh yeah this thing happened and that's it and she left it at that and so don't feel bad. Hope I hope Owen doesn't feel bad, man. Like she she's like, it's all good. So Yeah. Um and we had we had a ton of fun having you guys over too, man. That was it was really cool hanging out outside the geese, you know, like in, yeah. in, in normal streetwear, you know, and like hanging out. So we had a good time too, man. Yeah, man. Um yeah, so you had mentioned this. Uh so today we're talking about uh expectations versus reality when it comes to our jujitsu trajectories yeah. and in terms of our our lives as parents and what we thought we were getting into when we signed up for this thing versus what ended up actually happening, uh, which is such a cool topic for you to bring up, by the way. I'm, I'm really excited to, to yeah. get into this. Um, so to start off with, you, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about what are our expectations coming into jujitsu and then what was the reality? So, yeah, you know what? Why don't you start us off? Uday? What was your sure. I'll kick what was your expectation around? getting into training because, because I think that there are, sorry, real quick. The reason why this yeah. is important, as you mentioned earlier is because, you know, I think we can get ourselves really lost in the sauce, really kind of like hyped up about totally. if it's a tournament, if it's, if you're an expectant parent uh, listening to this, um, or if you're thinking about some big milestone that your kid's getting into, like going to preschool for us, uh, or get going into high school or, you know, yeah. whatever that, that, or going into little league or even having your kids start jujitsu. We have all of these expectations. And, you know, um, Seneca said that, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, we suffer more in imagination than we do in reality. Yes. yes. Right. And, uh, I think this is a good opportunity to talk about how, how those expectations can sometimes lead to disappointment and how they can lead to uh also like things turning out really well so anyways that's yeah <laughs> i'm like rambling no that's now, but that's kind of where i'm at i i love that quote by the way i i love that quote and i think about it often um but yeah man you know i i my ex I, i'm not sure if i've shared this story on this podcast before but my expectation starting jujitsu is i actually thought i was gonna quit after i got my blue belt I was like, I kind of came in with like, I don't know about this. I'm just going to do this so that I'm good enough to get a blue belt and I know how to arm bar somebody. And that, I'm good with that. Have I shared this before on this podcast? You mentioned it uh, a couple episodes back when we were just talking about our jujitsu yeah. journeys. Yeah. Yes. And I, yeah. And I, and I said and, specifically that you thought you were going to yeah. catch the blue belt flu. Yeah. Yeah. I, th that's right. And, um, but you know, so my expectation was like, you know, I'll come in with one foot in, one foot out. And then like, the more I trained, the more I fell in love with this thing. And I also thought part of that reason was because I was like, I don't need this. It's not going to do anything for me because I have this awesome wrestling background. And so what am I going to learn in this that I don't already know, which is a very arrogant standpoint. Right. And, and, um, I recognize that. And, 
the more I learned, the more I saw of jujitsu, the more I realized I had no idea. I like how much my cup was empty of knowledge in jujitsu and in grappling. So the more I saw, the more ignorant I realized I was. And, um, you know, I thought I was going to come in and I was going to kick everyone's ass. And um, I thought I was going to bully people around on the mat. And, yeah. you know, to a certain extent, you know, when you have a, a, a strong wrestling background, that's true. And I distinctly remember going up against a purple belt as a white belt and my first couple of days. And I took him down with ease and I passed his guard and I was choking moments afterwards. I was like, what, what just happened? Like, how did yeah. you do that? And, you know, so my expectations were very quickly subverted. And, and I'll tell you this too, man, like um, to kind of go back to that quote, it's like um, early on in my jujitsu career, my expectation in competitions was the same. Mm. And my, my expectations in competition was you should, there's no reason anyone at a blue belt tournament should beat you. There's yeah. no reason. And if they yeah, do, you, you you've been be grappling for yeah 10 years, 20 years to that point, 15 years at that point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. And, and, I was like, if anyone here beats you, you should be embarrassed. I, and same thing. And so how unhealthy is that? Right. And so, yeah. um, and, and what did that do to me, man? It puts all this pressure on me. Like you have to win when you compete, you have to win. And then when I didn't, if I didn't, I would put, I would beat myself senseless. I'm like, how did you lose? Like you have decades more of a grappling experience than this guy and you lost him. But the reality is at that time I wasn't, opening myself to jujitsu. I was going in to wrestle jujitsu guys. Yeah. And that's not, that's not a recipe for success. I wasn't humbling myself enough to learn the martial art. And once I did, I started taking that pressure off myself and having more fun and seeing a little bit more success. And so honestly, man, to answer your question, I had to really re-examine my expectations of what grappling was what jujitsu was and how i wanted to approach it humbly in order to really really learn what the sport could offer me and yeah. and once i did that it, it became so much more fun how about yeah, you man I, talk about you, you yeah, well real quick i just want to have one question for you so you're yeah. you you're a black belt you've been a black belt for years yeah. um yeah i think there are expectations around getting your black belt and how that would feel yeah um how how what were your expectations around that and like how was reality different man expectations when i get my black belt were this was going to feel like one of the hardest things i've ever had to do and um when i get this black belt i'm gonna be overwhelmed with emotion and to a certain extent that was true you know I, i've seen grown men cry i've seen i thought i was gonna cry I didn't. I'm, I'm a very emotional guy, right? Sometimes I show a lot of emotion and I, I didn't, but um, I didn't cry, but I was very emotional in the moments afterwards. And like just the kind of the, the weight of it all, right? Like I worked really, really, really hard for this. I trained multiple times a day, lots of wins, lots of losses, lots of blood, sweat and tears. And, um, and I think because I built it up so big in my head in the moment, it, it was kind of like, Whoa, this is happening. Um, and it was, you know, it was actually also really cool because my parents had surprised me and they were, uh, they showed up to the gym, my brother and his wife and, oh, and Milena was a newborn at the time and she was there. So she got to see it, even though she obviously doesn't remember it right now, but, um, you know, so it was, it was a very heavy moment and, um, you know, it was, it was just, it was very special, you know, like having, yeah. I always thought about what my speech would look like when I gave, when I had it and, um, 
and I think I stumbled through half of it, like, you know, because I wasn't expecting it that day. And yeah. um, so I'll it tell was you a what, cool moment, when, man. When you got yeah. your last degree or whatever on your belt, I was there yeah. and your speech was excellent. Oh, I was, thanks, it was man. before we really knew each other and like uh, yeah. I was at that yeah. was the opening of Pasadena and I was like, ah, yeah. that guy's really well spoken. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it yeah. was, um, you know, look, jujitsu is a, is a is a solo sport, right? Like you're on the mat by yourself, but the reality is it takes a village. It takes a village to get you any kind of success. I can't train by myself. I, I, I have to have a Blake to train with. I have to have a gorilla den. I have to have a legacy jujitsu, right? Like I have to have teammates and colleagues and co train partners. I have to have a wife who's willing to let me leave the house for an hour while she handles bath time or dinner time. I have to have kids that are understanding like Papa's going to go away for an hour, right? Like I have to have in-laws who are going to, you know, help accommodate that too. Right. So it takes a village, man, to get someone yeah. to where they want to be in the grappling career. And you know that just as well as I do, you know? So it's funny you mentioned it because that's one of my expectations yeah. that was that was um, sort of uh, upended or, or um, that I didn't I didn't see coming. Um, I come from a cycling background and in cycling, yeah. like you show up for the race, you race, you go home. You maybe see your guys for training. You know, if you're if you're on a team, you train with them. And uh, and, you know, I, I have maybe a handful. I've been I've been racing bikes for 15 years. I have maybe three, four yeah. people who I keep in contact with that are actual friends from all of that, you know? And yeah. when I came to jujitsu, like everybody is your friend. Like it's yeah. the community is so different. The, yeah. my old professor, you know, he used to say like the culture of my old gym is top tier, it's top tier. And yeah. he, every belt promotion is like, look guys, I have very little to do with this. I am one guy who runs this yeah. gym you are 100, 200 people. The culture exists within you and like, yes. and you create that here. And so that whole thing was not something I was expecting, right? Like my first jujitsu class was from a Groupon. Like you use a Groupon nice. to go to Orange Theory. You don't expect to make <laughs> lifelong friends with the people that yeah. you, you know, get your splat points with at, uh, at yeah. Orange Theory. So it was, it was big. In general, you know, my expectations, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. Very similar to you. Um, yeah. I thought that this was a thing that I would do in between cycling seasons. And I remember I get emotional thinking about it. I remember when I got my purple belt, my professor said, you know, you came here as a cyclist who wanted to do jujitsu. And today you're a jujitsu player who happens to ride a bike. And yes. I was like, fuck man. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so heavy. Yeah. Um, that's and, so cool, man. Uh, super cool, man. I remember it. And he was like yeah. almost making a joke and like thinking about it now makes me want to cry because it was it was a really it was really true. Um, yeah. And I know these are hobbies or recreational activities that I do in my life. But I mean, it's a big part of who I am, which is another expectation that I didn't think was going to happen. I didn't think this was going to take up so much of my identity. I thought this was going to be a hobby that I do on the side. And really, it is a it is a lifestyle and like life defining thing that I do. Um, and I'm usually kind of shy about admitting that because, you know, as an adult, the joke I make is that, you know, you either have a hobby or you have a personality. Nobody gets both. And, uh, and God, you got such a good way with words, Blake. <laughs> Jeez, you got such a good way with words. Uh, and, and so I'm shy about how much, you know, when I leave the house, I, I do a body check real quick to see like, am I wearing yeah. more than one piece of jujitsu yeah, stuff on same. me? 
you know? Am I oh wearing my, my God. Am I wearing my like my Gracie Tajuka yeah. hat and like yes. my show your roll hoodie? Like, oh, okay, we gotta we gotta give one oh up. My gosh. Every time I do drop off or pick up for the kids, I'm like, oh, nope, you can't wear the hat and that shirt, dude. Pick one. Pick one. Oh my God, how funny. Um oh. that's funny, dude. Uh but anyways, but it's so true, you know. Yeah. Um, so I definitely underestimated the community aspect. Um, you you mentioned why do you think that? Why do you, go I ahead? I was gonna say why do you why do you think that is? Why do you think jujitsu kind of feeds our who, who like who, our identity so much? Like, what why do you where do you think that comes from? You know, I think that we touched on this on the community episode a lot. Yeah, yeah. We don't realize how lonely we are, man. We don't realize how yeah. isolated you are, and yeah. when you get to the gym and people remember that you don't show up and people yeah. remember how many kids you have or that you just had a kid yeah. uh people remember that you you know got laid off or that you know what you do for a yeah. living or some joke you made and it is one of the few places in life that like that still happens you know even even yeah. my really nice baristas that i see you know every couple of days at starbucks when owen goes in there to get a cake pop like they don't know these things about me. They don't ask these things yeah. about me. My coworkers, that relationship is contingent upon a, a monetary exchange, my hours and output for money, right? Like that's yeah. why I'm yeah. there. They're it's very, more transactional, right? This is, this is more. Exactly, yeah. 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 And there are gyms, you know, we've talked about them on the mats before that run like, as you as you said, like a dentist's office. Yes, um, I have. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I, again, you're a paying customer. We can get into the- There's something the, to that, yeah. The logistics of that, right? There is something that's that, that there's a part of that there's a real benefit to. And then as you as sure. a practitioner really need to respect as well that like, hey, I'm a paying customer here. You know, make sure that yeah. you get what you want out of it. But the, the community aspect of jujitsu broadly, right? Like the idea that like you see somebody on the subway who has cauliflower ear and they recognize, yeah. they see your jujitsu shirt and you know that you can go up and talk to that person, you know, and, totally. and you you lock eyes with them and there's something special there. It's weird, but you know, the fact that I know that you know that we probably have more in car common with Mark Zuckerberg than, yeah. you know, 99% of the world. And that we could easily walk up to him and have a very deep conversation about something that matters very much to both of us because we happen yep. to have this hobby. And anyways, so, you know, the, the community is different than is, like a, it's ahead. different than like a pickup dudes playing a pickup basketball game, right? Yeah. Like it's totally different, right? It's it's like because yeah. you're actively trying to beat each other up, right? Like we're we're actively trying to beat each other up, and before and after that, there's time to kind of talk through it, right? Like share ideas, share like techniques, and like so you know you're it's so much easier to just build that community. So I don't know, yeah. And without getting too deep and, and emotional about this, like yeah. the very okay, so. I could go on and on about like yeah. the reason why jujitsu exists is because, or the reason why it can exist, a large part of the actual physical practice of jujitsu is about trust and consent. And yeah. the, what happens between hand slapping and fist bumping and someone tapping, right? That only exists because there are clear parameters around yeah. like being vulnerable, being trustworthy, being honest right so we know that we yeah. don't touch each other's bodies until we slap hands and bump fists now once we do that you trust me that i'm going to stop the instant that you tell me it's time to stop and i trust yeah. you that you are going to tell me to stop the moment you are uncomfortable and because we have these parameters in place 
we are allowed to train really fucking hard, right? And like this yes. whole system of trust, and it's unique. It's unique to our martial art. And it's something that I think that a lot of people don't experience that kind of vulnerability yeah. and trust in any other part of their life. And it sounds heady and emotional, but, or, or maybe pop psychology or whatever, but I mean, it is, it is the essence of what we do. Man, Which, I love yeah. your TikTok. I, I love the TikTok you made um, with Owen and you were yeah. talking about just that, right? And I think with kids, it's especially so important, right? Like that you teach them that, okay, this means stop. This means go, right? Like slap yeah. hands and bump fists. Now we go. And it's so important to teach that because like you said, it's that level of consent when we touch and when we don't touch, right? And so that, that um, I think th I saw that as we were starting to get to know each other. And I was like, I like this guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy, this guy and I can be buddies. And I'm sorry that the way I just, yeah. just made that metaphor was it was yeah. me tapping you when in reality it is the <laughs> no, reverse no, no, no. so much more often. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. No, dude. Oh, I got caught up in anyways. So there's that. Uh, with yeah. competition, I just wanted to say real yeah. quickly, expectations around competition is I, I had the I had the opposite reaction. I didn't think that yeah. I hadn't taken into consideration how much like weight class, uh, belt level, um, and age would be taken into consideration and that I'm competing against my peers. Yeah. I really thought I was going to get murked when I walked in there because you know what I mean? And there are, and that happens. Yeah. There are people even within your sure. division where it's like, this guy's freaking full-time job is training jujitsu. Yeah. And you know, and my full-time job is, you know, my full-time job and my kids and my life. Yeah. And so that does yeah. happen too, but more or less like, Within your division, especially like, I don't know if you have this experience, but when you walk into the bullpen and there are guys that are a weight class above you and, a, and an age division below you and you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. <laughs> and you're like, then yeah. you have that relief when you realize like you're trying to you do the math and you're like, oh, that guy's not in my division. Dude, the last uh, tournament I was in, the last tournament I was in, there's a guy in my division. I'm 40. I'm 40 years old. There's a guy in my division. With like a 96 pack for abs, like jacked. We're friends now. We added each other on Instagram. And I was like, how is this possible, bro? How are you this ripped? Do you know how hard I try to not have like gut? How do you have these abs? So uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, then, you know, and, and go ahead. Yeah. Go, ahead. go. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, kind of going back to the idea of like expectations, man, in tournaments and jujitsu tournaments, like. Man, there, there's no stakes in these tournaments, right? Especially if you're doing the smaller local ones or if you're just doing this for fun, you know? Like, there's no stakes. Like, why add them? Why add that pressure? You're not going to lose a scholarship. You're not going to get kicked out of your gym if you don't win. You're not going to lose your spouse, your kids, you know what I mean? Like, and if you are, that's a different conversation, right? Like, but there's no stakes. So, like, why add them? Why add that stress and pressure to yourself? Go have fun, compete win lose who cares just learn have fun and and do your best you know and, and so like why add the extra stress and you know look we do this because we're competitive i get that we're all competitive we all want to win and go out there with your best put your best foot forward go out with the intention of winning but don't like walk around like a like a titan like oh, if i don't win this it's the end of the world right like no man just have fun 
Uh, and then real quickly, I will say one, and then I didn't expect the adrenaline dump that happens after your first match. Oh, Nothing yeah, can prepare yeah, you that, for that. Nothing that, can prepare. It, that is it, real, bro. It's intense. It's real. It's like yeah. it's unlike bike racing. It's unlike any other kind of competitive sport I've done. That that yeah. horrible like exhaustion you feel after your first match because your you, your parasympathetic nervous system is like flying yes. off the charts. That's something you got to experience for yourself. Uh, and then lastly, I just wanted to say, because I'm going to bring this up when we talk about our expectations around parenthood, is that yeah. I didn't expect to care this much about aesthetics. So like when I got into jujitsu, I yeah. got like whatever gi the academy yeah. gave me. And I was like, cool, this is yeah. my gi, you know? And I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah. I look all right. And then like yeah. you get into it a couple months, a couple years, hey. and you start to have real strong yeah. opinions about yes. like how you want that gi to look on you and oh, about what other sure. people's gis look like. And you know, oh, wow, like there's this whole side of it where I was like, I didn't think I was going to give a shit about that, especially because it's so it's so brutal. Like you're like, like, why yeah. do I care about what the thing looks like that I'm getting? No, nah, it matters, with? dude. It matters. It, it matters. It does. Your gi, your gi drip game, by the way, <laughs> off the charts. I'm off blessed. Charts, I'm man. blessed with good friends. Off the man. charts. That's all I'll say. You got some good gi, good gi drip. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um. <laughs> Let's parlay this into um, yeah. into parenthood, man. So let's yeah, start man. talking about what our expectations first, the reality was of becoming dads. You kick this one off. You go. Okay. So for me, you know, a few things. I I never thought I was going to have kids. So I- Why is that? I, why is that? That's a good question. I never thought I was going to get married. I was always um, very committed to my- artistic craft um and doing the things that i really like to do i'm an only child and i was very yeah. much in the on the mindset that by doing these things these are just i'm just adding things to get in the way of me pursuing whatever i want to do um when i decided to get married i had been dating my wife for a while we had we had broken up and decided to get back together. And then we were dating for another year after that or so. And I realized that, that my life was significantly better with her in it. And so, yeah. uh, it, it was just like, okay, cool. Like, well, this makes sense. I, we should, I should lock that in. Um, if it's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I know what my life is like without her in it. I know what it's like with her in it. I should lock her in. And I, and she had been prepared to get married years before um she had been she had been much more resigned to the idea of us spending our lives together and so i was like okay i have to trust her on this because it's uncomfortable for me but i she seems to know what she's doing here uh and yeah. so we got married marriage was good and i knew that part of getting married to her was going to be that she wants to have kids and I was going to have to trust her on becoming a parent. Now I distinctly remember when I, the first time I realized that I kind of wanted this and we were visiting some friends in, in Rochester, New York, really good friends of ours. And um, they had a two and a half, three-year-old at the time. And I spent, you know, the weekend as you do as a, as a guy who's thinking about having kids you know, getting yeah. some reps in with the kid, right? Uh -huh, and uh -huh. overthinking how you're interacting with this child, you know? For and sure. I had such a good time. And I wasn't expecting to have such a good time, you know? And I, I had hung out with this kid yeah. since they were an infant because um, they used to live in California. We'd see them frequently. And I was just like, man, okay. And then seeing my friend who who was the, the father doing 
doing really well in this role. And we went out to dinner and then my friend Ashley just said very, very off the cuff, like, you're going to make a great dad. And mm. I, I, it, it was like one of those things that somebody says kind of offhandedly a nice compliment, you know, oh, it's like, don't worry, you know, yeah. you're going to do great. And it like, it just resonated with me so much more than I thought it would. Like she said it and I was like, yeah. wow, I, I could, I could actually make a good dad. You know, so Owen and Milo have Ashley to thank for them ex their existence. <laughs> yeah, probably in large. Shout part, out yeah. to Ashley for, for a lot of reasons. Actually, Ashley is like one of Becca's <laughs> best friends, and uh, when yeah. they were living together when Becca and I started dating, um, and so okay. Ashley definitely encouraged a lot of the early stages of our relationship. Hey, shout um, out to Ashley. Good job. <laughs> shout out to Ashley. She deserves a lot of credit. Here. Anyways, <laughs> so it's a good, great question today. So yeah, I just I didn't think I was gonna. I thought it was going to be something that I was going to have to kind of go through the motions for, for a while before. Yeah. It, and it was going to be a part of my life that I, just another thing that I did that I was going to be as good at as I could possibly be. But it, I didn't grow up with the desire to have a family like a lot of guys do, you know, mm. I, I, I know a lot of men grow up and they, I just, they just, their dream is being fathers. And that mm. was just never my dream, but it was something that I accepted. And now that I'm, I'm in it, it's just so much more rewarding and fulfilling than I had expected it to be. I thought it would be something that I would almost, that was rewarding in the way that running a marathon is rewarding, right? Like it's not really fun in the moment um, as my, my baby cries in the background. Um, it's not really rewarding in the moment, but after the fact, you know, you have this great feeling of accomplishment or whatever. And I was just so detached from the actual, nuts and bolts of doing it and how much fun that could be. Um, yeah. And it's crazy. And one thing that's similar, I think in terms of expectations, in terms of time is like one thing that I was going to mention with jujitsu is jujitsu. When you first start jujitsu, you're like, it is going to take so long for me to get good at yeah. this. It's going to take this whole process is going to be so slow. And in some ways it is, but now sitting here is a three stripe Brown belt it feels like it flew by and yeah, with my kids, it's the same thing where I'm like, it's going to take so long before they're walking and talking. It's going to take so long before they're out of diapers. It's going to take, cause you're sitting there and you're changing diapers. Yeah. And then now that like, you're, you're, you're like, holy shit, this flies by. Yeah. Yeah. So I know those are I things. Know. And then I, you know, one thing is I thought I was going to be a big book dad. Like I thought I was going to be reading all of the books because that's how I kind of am yeah. with other things. I read books, but like I'm 90% an intuitive dad. I'm just 90% yeah. like feeling it out, um, yeah. which isn't the best, you know, feeling it out and then Googling it at night while the kid's asleep uh, is kind of the the mentality. Um, and the last thing, uh, oh, two more things. One is uh, yeah. is identity. Uh, so similar yes. to jujitsu, I didn't think jujitsu was going to be such a part of my identity. I didn't think having kids was going to be such a big part of my identity. I thought it was going to be this thing that I do with my life. I wasn't going to be something that I share a whole lot of. And man, that couldn't be further from the truth. If you follow me on social media, I, I just like, I remember the first thing I posted with my kid and I, I posted underneath it. Like, I promise not to punish you with like egregious kid content. Cause I was self-conscious yeah. about posting stuff about yeah. my kids. Cause Same. I, yeah. you know what I mean? And now, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm thoughtful about the stuff that I share, but 
I'm not shy about it. Like it's it's who it's it's no. who I am, and like it's, I'm really it's a big part of you, man. Um, and then the last thing is aesthetics. I thought I would care way more about the aesthetics of my kids and how they dressed and the shoes that they wore and all of that shit yeah. than I do. Yeah. And I care way more about what my fucking gi looks like <laughs> than what kind of <laughs> shoes my kid is wearing. My kid is not getting dunked, uh, dude, he, until he's no. like in, in, in middle school or if he really yeah. wants dunks, you know. My kid's yeah. not getting brand new vans that he's going to grow out of in two months, you know. Um <laughs> Unless he really wants them because, you know, you see these kids at the park and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to deck my kid out in this, this, this and this. And you're like, you then you got this friend who's got kids that are, you know, a couple years older than yours. Hand me down stuff that just has like, oh, a dude. tractor on it. And you're like, let's throw on the tractor That's shirt. It. Go. <laughs> the tractor shirt for the win, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry, dude. I, I just think... rambled for a while. No, uh, man. No, it, this is great. I mean, look, the reason I asked the question is because I, I was surprised to hear you say that you didn't you didn't think you were ever going to be a father because you're so natural at it. You, I watch the way you are with the boys and it just seems like it's just such a natural thing. So I, I was surprised to hear you say that. Oh, thanks man. That's a huge compliment yeah. coming from someone who I think, you know, again, similarly, I watch you with your kids and I'm like, that's yeah, a dad man. right there. Like that guy's got <laughs> it. So, um, thank you, man. It's a huge yeah, compliment. Thanks. Of course, yeah. dude. All right. Dude, like, so what, what were your expectations going in? Yeah, man. I think, you know, Look, I thought my life was going to get turned upside down. I thought I was going to gain weight. People told me, oh, did you expect to gain like 15 pounds? Like after your first kid, like, and I wasn't going to train anymore. I thought I was going to lose my, I thought I was going to lose my identity. Um, like a good part of my identity because, you know, I thought like, oh, you become a parent and then that's who you are now. Right. And so, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I had, I was worried that, you know, I was going to pass all my insecurities and all my concerns over to my kids and then they're going to have the same things. And, um, you know, one of the things, dude, one of my expectations, I don't know if I've talked about, I don't think I've talked about this here. One of my expectations before Milena was born is that me and Van, we're just going to have sons and that's all we want. We only want boys and that's what's going to happen. We're going to have a boy and we we're so confident in it that we had this, um, you know, the, what's it called? The, the, the party with like people come over and the thing is in the cake. Oh, it's the, gender the blueberries reveal. Strap, gender reveal party. Set, yeah. Setting yourself up for failure with the gender reveal. Only, yeah. I only know this because I've seen it happen so many times on fucking social yeah. media. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, this, I don't need to, I don't this need to have before, this. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is before yeah, yeah. it was kind of a thing, you know? So like, and we didn't want to be like, obnoxious about it we just wanted to like we got a little room in a restaurant and we had like a cake you know my friend but took the envelope baked the cake either blueberries for boys strawberries for girls and let me tell you something i was so confident that i was having a son <laughs> that when i took that knife you know there was team girl over there team boy over there right and i took that knife and i sliced into the cake and i saw strawberries and my literal reaction was no <laughs> I sliced every piece of that cake looking for a blueberry, thinking someone pranked me. And I realized how horrible that sounds and how horrible that was. And in retrospect, I'll tell you, I couldn't be happier having girls. I couldn't be happier. I was foolish to like, I wanted boys for like, cause I was foolish, right? Like I thought like I'd be happier with sons, but the reality is dude, the expectation versus the reality is everything I wanted sons for, I do with my daughters, everything. I wanted to do jujitsu with my sons. I do jujitsu with my daughters. I teach my daughter's jujitsu class. I roll with her all the time. And I think I mentioned here before that 
one of my happiest moments rolling this year has been just rolling with Milena now that she's a seven-year-old and she's she's very vaguely conscious on the mat of what she's doing, right? Like, um, I wanted to watch Cubs games. I'm, I, you guys know I'm a big Cubs fan. I wanted to watch Cubs games with my daughters, right? Like, the other the other day, the Cubs are in the playoff race, right? Like, my four-year-old, she is sitting there watching the Cubs with me and she's yelling at the TV, come on, Cubs, you want to win or you want to be losers? Like, she's yelling at the TV with me, like, you know, so it was it was a very foolish thing for me to be like, I gotta have sons because I wanna do these boy things. I all quote unquote boy things, right? I do these amazing things with my daughters and I have the best time ever with it. And so um yeah, I don't I don't know why I was so dead like headstrong on wine girls, but on boys, but super happy I have girls. Um and dude, I thought I was gonna be broke all the time. I thought all my money was gonna go to daycare and the YMCA daycare and you know, shout out to the YMCA daycare in Burbank. They're great. Uh, but like, I thought I was going to be broke all the time. Um, and I thought it was going to be like no fun for me. Like I was going to be nonstop doing parent stuff. And here's the reality is some of that's true, right? Like some of that's true. Some of that's like, you know, in the beginning you do lose your identity a little bit. Right. And and you have to kind of actively make sure that you don't do that. Right. You, I did gain some weight right off the bat because I wasn't working out. I was, a full-time dad. That's all I was doing, working and fathering. Right. And so, um, but again, I had to kind of actively think about that. Right. I, I, my world did get turned upside down for the better. Right. Like I, I loved every moment of changing those diapers, you know, like, um, you know, thankfully, you know, my partner in this is, is, you know, amazing. And we were able to be really strong support systems for each other. And, and, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, look, being a girl dad has been the greatest joy of my life. And all those concerns I had, some of them were real and some of them were in my head. And some of them were things I had to, the ones that were real, that were real concerns. I had to really work to make sure that I I met proactively managed them, right? So like, okay, dude, you gained 15 pounds. Like, you, how do we carve out some time for you to get back to the gym and train? Like, how do we carve out some time for you to meal plan. Like, like every meal doesn't need to be fried chicken and pizza, dude. Stop being, stop being this guy. Like, come on, eat, a, eat something green. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, you know, like just being actively conscious of that stuff. And so, um, and, and, you know, any, 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 like the, the hard stuff was totally outweighed by the beautiful moments. Right. Like, like, I don't know, the first time my kid puked on me, it was like, like, what? what are you doing? And I was like, nah, this is kind of amazing. Cause like in 10 years and five years, I'm gonna look back and be like exactly how I am now. Like very reminiscent of it. Remember that funny time Elena puked all over me? Like, you know what I mean? Like I think her first month she, she crapped all over Van while Van was changing her diaper. And like, it was like in the moment I heard a shriek coming from the other room. I thought Milena fell or something like from the changing table. And I ran in, I saw baby shit all over my wife's face and I laughed and you know it's like you look back at those moments and they're amazing right so yeah to be to answer the question very clean is like you have these expectations they're scary they're overwhelming you never think you're ready how many parents have we talked to they're like i don't know if i'm ready for this i don't you're never gonna feel reality is you're never gonna feel ready you're never gonna feel like you have all the answers and that's okay right like because people with less resources than you have than i have than most people have right now have done this just fine Right. And they've done it super successfully. And yeah. so, yeah, man. Now I'm yeah, rambling. I, 
No, that's that's all good. It's it's really interesting. It's funny to hear you say all this all this stuff because again, like I I, I don't even I can't even imagine you the way just the person you are in the world, like I can't even imagine you cutting that cake. I mean, I can because I'm, I'm your friend and I think it would be very funny, <laughs> but I can't even imagine you having that reaction, right? Because of uh, the way, even 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 in the respect that you pay your your students who, uh, yeah. whatever their gender is, like you, you don't have those expectations yeah. around people around you. So it's very funny to hear you be like, ah, like yeah. uh, the other way around. I really wanted to, it's hard to say. I really wanted a girl because yeah. uh, yeah. I, I was very having a very hard time wrapping my head around the challenge of. I mean, because we had one in you know March 2020. There's a lot of like yeah. Weinstein stuff going on. There's a lot of Me Too uh, stuff yeah. going on, and yeah. like you know, I'm I'm a white dude in, in the world. Like, not to get too political, but I'm like, man, this is just a lot yeah. to navigate right now. You know, yeah. like, and I'm not ready to have these kind of conversations with a boy like I, you know a girl would be so much in my head a girl would be so much easier for those reasons and yeah uh yeah dude it, it is what it is you know i think one it, thing that you touched on really well is that um i think that you can one thing that happens around expectations is you talk to other parents and yeah this is what i said to my, my tattoo artist had his daughter about a year from us having owen and I was okay. in his chair. A year after or a year before? Uh, sorry, a year. He had a year yeah. after we had Owen. Okay. okay. And so she was pregnant. His wife was pregnant while I was I was getting tattooed a lot at the time. And, um, you know, so we would have these, you know, sit in the chair for five hours having these, like, super heavy conversations. Um, and he, you know, asked me, what are my thoughts around this? And I said, hey, well, you know, you know what it's like to get tattooed. And you've you've tattooed a lot of people. And what's the expectation of getting tattooed versus the reality? You know, the expectation, because in general, people are fucking soft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. you just hear the worst stories. Oh man, that part yeah. hurts so bad. Or this thing hurts so bad or whatever it is. <laughs> and the reality is you're covered in tattoos, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? How bad did they hurt? Yeah. Did they hurt pretty bad? Yeah. yeah. Was it worth it? Yeah. Did it hurt as bad as people made it seem? No. People are fucking soft. How's having a kid? Is it hard? Yeah, it's fucking hard. Is it as hard as people make it out to be? No. People are fucking soft. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Totally. And no disrespect to anybody fucking going through it right now because we are going <laughs> through it right now too. And it is hard as hell. But Dude, it is not. Hard. It's worth it. You know, it, it is, I would say it's not as hard as people make it out to be on the outside. It's yeah. one thing that my wife really, that, that irks her is that is how, just how much people make on, particularly on social media, like their whole brand is complaining about being a parent. Yeah. You I know? don't get that. I and don't their whole get brand that. is like, oh, I'm tired all the time or, oh, I'm like, whatever. I'm like, my kid, my kid does these, you know what I mean? Like the, and it's like, yeah. Hey man, first of all. That person didn't elect to be here. They probably didn't yeah. freaking sign a waiver to be on camera. Yeah. And they definitely aren't ready, you know, to be portrayed this way. Uh yeah. so that you can get some some interactions. Some like likes. that's just not yeah, nice. Come on. And and secondly, come on. like while it's nice to have that kind of catharsis to be like, yeah, yeah. man, see other people going through it, I'm going through it too. Is it really like moving the needle in the right direction, you know? Right, right. Um right. Yeah, it's it's Becca pointed it out to me and I just see it so much now. And like some of the stuff is just objectively funny. Uh yeah. and you know, especially after you put the kids to bed and it's been just this giant fight, you're like, ah, oh, I can laugh at that. <laughs> sometimes um, yeah, sometimes it's gonna look good looking at those memes, but no, you you're right, man. It's like, you know, 
suck it up. This is this is fun. This, <laughs> this is the fun time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they still like us right now, right? Like, yeah. By the way, it, it's really funny. It's it's really funny you brought up that tattoo analogy because I literally had the same exact conversation today with someone who's cutting my hair, and she was like covered in tattoos and talking about how much tattoos hurt. I'm like. But bro, you're covered in them. So I think it's hilarious that you brought that up because I had the yeah. same conversation today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I will say too, man. Like, you know, all those expectations that I had, kind of the scary ones and negative ones. Like, multiply that by ten, and that's what my wife went through, right? Like, that's what our, oh, that's shit. what our wives go through, right? Like, yeah. I hope my wife does. I hope Van doesn't kill me for saying this, but like, dude, like, the whole losing your identity thing for her, it was much worse because she's in deeper in the thick of it as much as i try to be involved father like i'm not breastfeeding i'm not pushing a human out of me i'm not you know like she she did more right and so she it was a big thing for her and so um you know i'm breastfeeding like getting melena to latch was really 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 tough thankfully there was a really good support um, support group right by our apartment when when we live in WeHo in West Hollywood. There was a, like a support group right there for new mothers who were going through this, and um, you know it was good for her to kind of be in that community. But like what I went through was nothing compared to what she goes through went through at the time. And so I'd say for fathers listening, make sure you give it up to your ladies, right? Make sure you're you're there for a support system for them too, because. As much as we go through, man, they're going through it too. More so. Yeah. Such a good point, man. You're a dad and you yeah. fuck up. Nobody yeah. expects you to do great. That's okay. Right. right. You're yeah, a woman exactly. and you fuck up. Yeah. My God. You're yeah. you're somehow uh, like a failure to your whole identity, yeah. right? Like it's just so, especially yeah. like with things that are just biological, like the, the yeah. whole breast is best thing, right? Like, no, nah, like a fed kid is best. Like a happy kid is yes. best. Like we get so much... Yeah. So much breastfeeding pressure when we were in there. We, we, <laughs> Becca yeah. had so much breastfeeding yeah. pressure and, um, and Owen was losing weight and things weren't working out in those first couple of weeks. And we were like, Oh yeah. my God. And I remember Becca just being like in the middle of the night, like ordering formula on Amazon and me being like, wait, do you think that's the right? Should we talk to the doctor for, and it's like, what? Like, why am I second guessing what she yeah. is telling me she can and can't do with her body? Like, She's telling me right now this is too hard and that we just need to go buy some formula. And and there are so many kids raised on formula and yeah, man. nobody does the difference. And it's like yeah. what, it was just such a weird experience. And then we went to the doctor. The doctor's like, yeah, she gets some formula. <laughs> I was like, I'm yeah. an idiot. Yeah. I'm sorry. She's man. like, you haven't already? Doctor's like, you haven't already? Right? Yeah. I, actually, um, pro tip. Pro tip for the new dads out there. Before you buy formula, get the big samples from your doctor, from the pediatrician. We, I don't think we bought one canister of formula and we used a lot of formula because our wow, pediatrician, really? yeah, our pediatrician was like, these are the samples, just use them. We, they get the pediatrician, get them for free from the, the companies. So like, Yo. and they have a overload supply. So yeah. some, some doctors will have more than others, right? Just ask your pediatrician, like, you know, here you go, just take this and like, with Milena, especially, she had like certain allergies to different things. And so the pediatrician was like, okay, this is the one you want to give her. And yeah. I don't, I think very rarely did we buy any. So pro tip. That's a good dads. move, dude. Yeah. Man. And then, yeah, 
on that note, if you don't already know this, uh, you get to take everything home in the room with you. So like they yep. can't reuse any of the diapers or any of the wipes or any of that shit that's in the room with you. So if you don't already don't feel know feel bad about taking it, take all of it, you know, uh, even, you know, Kaiser it's, they've, 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 uh, clamped down on it a little bit, but, um, when we were at Kaiser in Oakland, when we had Owen, they like brought in bags for us just to take everything nice. out of the room. Yeah, it was dope. So just know that that nice. that's part of the that's part of what you're paying for when you're paying to have a baby. It's all that that's stuff. Right. Whoo! All right, dude. Nice man. Good up. Let's all talk right. about some uh, some shit that's a little bit lighter. What do you? What's your snack attack today, buddy? What are you eating? Well, so Van picked up. I, I again because she's out of town. She picked up something for me. I got a chance to take a look. It is maple spiced mixed nuts from Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, sponsor us. This is the ninth episode in a row, guys, that we're doing We're doing a snack from you. So um, this thing has maple rosemary almonds, pecans with red and black pepper, sweetened dried cranberries, and pepitas. Sounds amazing. Now, I got to be honest, Blake. I'm not a big mixed nuts guy. But oh, man. I know, I know. Most people are. Let's see, let's see how this I live goes. on it. You know, I'm trying the cranberry right now. It's weird that I don't like mixed nuts because I'm a big fan of like sweet and savory. I think we talk about this too, right? Like, yeah, pineapple and pizza. Fuck it, sign me up. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know if I would like go out and chase this down, but yeah, I do like the sweet and savory. You know, like yeah. So oh, I do. Yeah, good. I well, there's never a time when we don't have the um, cashew, almond, and cranberry trail mix in our house. Mm. So yeah. like every trip to Trader Joe's, we buy like two bags of that. Um, and like embarrassed to say how much of it that I eat because like I'm I'm really bad about midday meals. I'm I'm yeah. very consistent no. with breakfast and dinner, but like midday meals, it's usually a post workout protein shake and a mm-hmm. and then kind of a snack fest until dinner um and that shit is like has kept me alive for sure bro whatever you're also pushing 40 and you have a 96 pack all right so whatever you're doing maybe i need to take some notes from you man i like how the number of my abdominals goes up every time that this comes out yeah exactly all right so Um, uh how how do you rate it i'm gonna give this a solid well before i give it a rating i'm gonna tell you something while you're speaking I tried one of the um, almonds. I tried the pecans, and um, I'm usually not a pecan guy unless it's pecan pie. But the pecans on this are pretty good, so I was gonna give it something in the low sixes. I'm gonna give it a six. Wait, didn't you have a rule that I can't do no, six? No, you're good. You're good. You're in it. You're in it. I, my 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 rule is rate it one out of ten, but you can't give it yep. a seven. Okay, I'm gonna give this a six. Point six. I'm gonna give this six point six. It's not passing. bad. It's passing. I'll tell you. Look, guys, you may like this. I'm not a mixed nut guy. I feel like if you're a mixed nut person, you'll probably rate it closer to eight. Yeah. I'm not a mixed nut guy. Okay. So, I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'm gonna buy it. Um, I'm gonna give I you some of this. On, oh, next time I see you when I train, when we train. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna make sure I leave some for you. I tell you that every time. But usually it's too fucking good, and I eat the whole <laughs> goddamn thing. I have, I have no worry that there will be some of this left over. <laughs> I'm going to leave some for you, dude. Um, All right, dude. You know, actually, I'm, I'm going to backtrack really quickly because I, I want to say something about the expectations versus reality really quickly. Yeah. 
Um, I want to say, you know, look, lean into the experiences you have to set your expectations, not your imagination. This kind of piggybacks off of the quote you mentioned earlier. Lean into your experience versus your imagination because your experience is something concrete, right? That's something you can lean on. When you're a first-time father, you have no experience. And everyone else's experience is going to be unique to them, right? When you're a white belt coming into jujitsu, you have no experience. So don't have any expectations. Don't set expectations for yourself. Just expect that this is going to be an interesting thing that you do, just like fatherhood, right? When you have your second kid, when you get your blue belt, now you have a set of expectations that you can build on because you have experience, right? You have, okay, raising Milena went like this. I can kind of set my expectations that this is what this may look like. But then again, I was never a father of two when she was born, right? So my expectations, while I had experience, had to be somewhat tempered to the fact that like I'm a first-time father of two, right? So when I got my blue belt, okay, I have expectations based on my experience as a white belt, but I've never been a blue belt before. So um, I don't know. This is just kind of how I approach it. I, um, you know, it just has been a... a an approach has worked well for me. So awesome, man. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I'm gonna use that experience versus imagination. Um yeah, man. let's let's wrap about pop culture a little bit. Bro. Hold, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I no, was just go gonna first. say that um so a fr- friend of the pod, yeah. uh Devin mentioned that he actually yeah. enjoys us talking about this segment. So that is why it is yes. still here. One hundred percent you, Dev. Um uh, and he had mentioned uh, that he liked hearing us talk about music or he wanted to hear us talk about music. And yeah. I have to I have to give it up. Speaking of getting out of your comfort zone, of doing things that are a little bit different, of getting out of your old ways, Uday has changed oh, the playlist at the Gorilla Den. <laughs> no longer listening to Imagine Dragons and Kanye West. We are listening to – he, but he, you put it on like 90s hits radio on – Yes, um, I did. On Apple – Apple Music. Apple Music, yeah. The, every single song. Banger. Heat. Banger. Banger, banger. dude. Every, every single song, somebody is stopping in the middle of their role and going, Yeah. Ooh. What? Singing yeah. along. It was, yeah. it was, uh, you know, and we are all like part of the thing about the Gorilla Dance. We're all yeah, old we're people. All the same age ish. All yeah. the same age ish. And, uh, and dude, it, it was a hit. I just want to commend you on, and Thank we're talking you, like, you know, like it's it's uh oh guys, it's more like alternative rock, like um yeah. kind of if you're from LA area, it's like the K rock of the '90s kind of expectation, yeah. or you know, and it was it was it was great. I just wanted to commend you for getting out of your comfort zone and say that I appreciate it, man. You know, I, if you're of our I age, get some feedback. Yeah, if you're of our age, then I would I, you you would probably enjoy the uh, yes the '90s playlist, '90s yeah. rock playlist on on Apple Music. Speaking of which, totally off topic. Do you want to hear something funny that happened today at training? Let's go. So I'm training this this new blue belt joined the gym. I'm not gonna name him because I don't want him to be embarrassed. And by the way, if you do hear this, I'm not mad about it. Um, but new blue belt joined the gym. He's been coming to some of my nogi classes, and I trained with. I rolled with him today for the first time. And in the process, I tapped him a few times, and um, he was like, "Man, you old guys got." crazy good pressure <laughs> and i was like what what did you say he goes, yeah, anything you yet, old buddy. Guys, it, 
And, and, and so I was like, man, how old do you think I am? How old are you, bro? He goes, he, and he, he, he goes, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, like, you know, you salt and pepper guys because my hair is salt and pepper. And I'm like, you're not making it better for yourself, my guy. And so uh, I'm like, how old are you? He goes, I just turned 30. How old do you think I am? And I think he was trying to save face. He goes, 36? And I was like, nice save. Let's keep going. And like, look, I'm not a mat bully. I try not to be a mat bully. So I try not to like beat him. I try to keep the same tempo and pace after he said that. But like, I was like, I, I just kind of chuckled about it. I was like, I guess, I guess I'm at that age now where like, I kind of, am I looking 40? Like, come on, dude. Like, no, I refuse too, to believe that. Too much, especially coming from somebody yeah. who just turned 30. In my head, I just turned yeah. 30. I just turned yeah, 40. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like in my head, I'm still like 28. Come on. Yeah. So funny, anyway, um, I'll talk about pop culture, man. I'll tell you about pop culture. I, my TV has not, you talk about, you're the music guy. You know a lot about music. I'll let you take that one. But my TV last couple days, last couple weeks has only been turned on to one thing. And this has been the Chicago Cubs of Chicago, Illinois. As you guys know, I'm a big diehard fan for a while. Look, the Cubs are in a playoff chase. For a while, it looked like they were in. They were locks. And the last couple of days, Blake, they've been breaking my heart. And it's really been irking me. And sometimes the game will be on while I'm teaching class, and the students will somehow know that the Cubs are winning or the Cubs are losing because my attitude is just at the same time. And so um, – Wait, wait. This is, this, is, yeah. this is baseball? This is baseball. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> no man, oh, I respect man. I respect your passion for the Cubs, dude. I, I uh, so so you guys know I said something at the gym. We have another very big Cubs fan at the gym, uh, who's also yeah. a black belt, and uh, I just said something offhandedly like like uh, Uday's oh, like, yeah, you know, that. I'm the biggest Cubs fan in the, the gym. Yeah, and I said, well, I don't know, there's so and so, and Uday went, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even not even close. I, like, I will right. say, he and I, we. Every time we see each other the next day after the game, we'll give each other a knowing look. And actually, he's up there. He's, he's up there with me. He and I are eye to eye on the Cubs. And we'll give each other a knowing look. Like today, we saw each other, and we just saw the depression in each other's eyes because the Cubs are right <laughs> If anyone from the Chicago Cubs is listening right now, get your heads out of your butts and make it to the playoffs. Let's go! I digress. Uh, Go ahead, Blake. Talk about uh, music, man. Uh, no, no, we're good on music. I just wanted to mention uh, one more thing. <laughs> yes, I mentioned the Hardway podcast last time. Uh, yeah, last, uh, and I hate to plug it again, um, but I ha I was a guest on it last week, um, and the episode was to celebrate uh, the hundredth episode of that podcast, and wow. um, which is pretty cool. Huge congrats That's to my super buddy cool. Andrew Andrew Vons for for getting a hundred, hundred episodes, most of them being interviews with like high level performers. It's a great podcast. Um, and for some reason he wanted to have me on for the hundredth episode to talk about, um, our friendship, huge honor. uh, so yeah, huge honor, huge honor. And so, um, our relationship, we met at a, uh, we met at a soup kitchen in downtown LA. We were both volunteering like 15 years ago and I was just getting into cycling. He was a very accomplished cyclist. And so he kind of became my cycling coach. And, you know, as a result of our friendship, we've done, I have achieved some things that I never, ever would have been able to achieve had we not had a very competitive, sort of antagonistic friendship. And it is, it is, the podcast is a great conversation between two guys who 
are competitive, but in a good way and, and yeah. about the things that we've, we've achieved through that. And, you know, if, if very similar to, I think our relationship, Uday, steel sharp yeah. and steel and like, you know, yeah. how I, you know, I feel like my jujitsu has improved significantly uh, due to, you know, the way we train. So good listen. Thanks, and, uh, in his, he had a call to action and that was to call up a buddy of yours that you do hard things with and go do something difficult together. Um, because you know, at the, at best you will achieve something hard at worst, you will achieve some amazing memories and stories. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I like that. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm gonna hit up with one of my buddies. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, cause he recently had a kid and I'm gonna come up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge him to do something. I'm gonna challenge him. I'm gonna challenge him to something. I'm gonna challenge him to roll with me. He's never rolled a day in his life. Oh <laughs> man! Kidding. Bring him in. Um, uh, that's cool, right man. On, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, dude. Key takeaways from this episode. What you got? Um. Yeah. You know. With you know, I've probably said this a million times, but you know, having some skin in the game really changes changes your experience. And as a dad, I didn't think I was going to be as invested as I was. As a jujitsu player, I didn't think I was going to be as invested as I am. Right. Yeah. Um, and the more I give to it, the more I get out of it. And that's one thing that has kind of like blown me away from, you know, my experience in jujitsu, which I thought was just going to be a recreational thing I do for a couple of years to, you know, raising my kid, which is the thing I thought I was going to sort of, I did think I was going to enjoy it, but I didn't think I was going to enjoy it to the extent that I do. And the more I invest in it, the more I get out of it. And so, yeah, that's, that's the, it's my, it's really my good. lesson. I like that. And that, I think that's especially poignant to the example you mentioned earlier with um, the people who always post those memes of like, oh, I'm so tired from being a pop all day. Like, <laughs> well, dude, if you put a little bit more effort into it, you're going to find the joy in this. So I really like that, man. Um, so got? I think, you know, for me, it's, it's, you know, it's really about tempering expectations and try not to get too high or too low on them. Right. And, and using your experience, and not your imagination to build expectations and knowing that you should temper those as well. Right. Like, yeah. like I said, like you have a certain amount of experience in certain situations, but each situation is unique to its own. And so really using, using your experience to draw an outline of what you expect, not the novel. Right. So. I really like that. And I'm going to take that with me because I, there's a lot of uncertainty in front of me right now. Yeah, and, man. um, and I think that You've that got some exciting very, things cooking. Yeah. Yeah. And that will be very helpful for me. I think yeah. going forward. All right, dude. Um, you have a call to action. You had a question that you want to I ask do. audience. I want to know from our audience, man. I want, I would, I would love to know from you guys about experience that you're working around, you know, just expectations that you're thinking through and, are your expectations versus reality and jujitsu and fatherhood and training, all of it, right? Like where have you had, had, had to kind of have that internal battle or um, kind of think through all this stuff, right? So let us know, you know, shoot us a note, shoot us an email, hit us up, let us know what you're thinking. And um, you know, maybe we'll chat about it on the pod. That's right. Uh, so yeah, if you've gotten this far, an email uh, is grappling with fatherhood pod at gmail.com all spelled out. And uh, yeah, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, protect your necks.